to the truth in this art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I have the privilege of being in conversation with a plant and interior stylist, author of Wild Creations, Wild Interiors, and Wild at Home, all out now. He's the co-owner of Green Neighbor Plant Shop. Please welcome Hilton Carter. <laughs> Thanks for having me, Rob. I appreciate it. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's definitely a treat. It's like it's like you're always moving. It's, it's almost shark-like in some ways. It's like, I can't catch up to Hilton. He's always moving. So, you know, before we get like super deep into the conversation, until we get into the weeds, it doesn't work. It's all, it's all good. Hey, every, every, every plant deserves uh, a bit of shine, right? Like who are we to say what is a weed and what isn't? So uh, any plant can be called a weed if you're not a big fan of it. But uh, yeah, man, throwing the, throwing as many plant puns as you want. Um, I, have I, have throw... <laughs> I have another one. I have another one. I mean, if we get to the root of the issue here, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but if you will share, share the, um, the Hilton Carter story or what happened have you it's um it's it's one of those things where it's like people know you and they're like yo this guy is like really cool in this way and then other people are like well what about this background so i'd rather hear directly from you <laughs> uh yeah man um it's a uh, it's a journey through uh i would say art i guess um my uh and quick note to your audience i am a little under the weather so there might be moments where i have to uh, gather myself just to make sure that I can get the words out. But um, I'm local, been, born and raised in Baltimore. Uh, spent some some time out in California, but I guess I'll go through that. Uh, as a kid, I just knew that I wanted to be an artist. I mean, that was the first thing, uh, first little. I would say uh, dream of mine was to be an artist. Uh, I didn't know what type of artist, maybe a cartoonist, maybe uh, a filmmaker. I was really uh, loving film. I loved animation. So cartoons was, is, was close to that. I love entertaining, yeah. uh, like entertainment, I guess. Um, but I did a lot of drawing and drawing. So I ended up um, uh, taking classes at uh, Essex Community College uh, when I was in fifth grade, like over the summer. And then uh, I ended up making my way into uh, a magnet school for high school called Carver Center for Art and Technology, uh, chasing this want to be a filmmaker. Now, I'm a pretty, uh, I started to grow uh, uh, vertically uh, <laughs> in, in high school, um, but I was, I was always a little uh, wide <laughs> horizontally. Um, so I had this, this thought, I was like, you know what? I played football when I was a kid, uh, uh, when I was like eighth, um, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. I decided I'm going to be on the football team at, uh, at my high school, which is an art high school. We think about <laughs> it. And uh, I played, but, um, and I did really well, but our team didn't do so well. You know, we're all artists, trying to, try, artists, and there were wood, woodworkers and uh, dancers and theater folks all trying to be on a football team. So it was a pretty fun team, but nothing uh, worth, um, you know, putting uh, banners up in the, in the Raptors. <laughs> there, was, there was no winning happening over there. But so at a certain point, uh, high school sports, they were a way to keep me uh, fit, I would say, but also just like um, keep me around a lot of people making certain friends. But at the same time, it just was something that I knew wasn't going to be the uh, the 
the thing that I would end up doing uh, after high school. So I started to dig more into my art, left high school, went to Micah, uh, got a degree at Micah in the GFA department, which is general fine arts, because I had zero idea what I wanted to do in art. Um, I thought I was going to be a painter, shifted gears and decided I was going to be a filmmaker. So after I got my BFA, I moved out to California to get my MFA in film. And uh, I left I left that school. I went to an art center, College of Design. I left there as a freelance director um, hmm. and working, making music videos, short films, commercials. And uh, it was awesome. I loved it. I still love it. Um, but I would say that the thing that uh, connects me, the, the Hilton that you're interviewing, the Hilton has uh, books out based on interior styling and plant styling mainly is based on the fact that at a certain point in my uh, learning, my education in film, I fell in love with the uh, art department side of film, the production design uh, um, group and creating a space and making the space become a character um, in the film or the commercial in this video, like really uh, pouring my heart into what the, the space looked like and how that uh, space told a part of the story. Yeah. So when I uh, left California, I moved to New Orleans for a quick stint uh, for about 18 months and then moved back to Baltimore in 2015. In 2015, my uh, friend of mine, a good friend of mine, uh, was working at the ad agency as a creative director and he wanted to bring me in uh, to do the video side of their department. And uh, I got there. And, and I mean, honestly, Rob, working freelance for such a long time, you, you find yourself uh, stressed, you yeah. know, freelance is a stressful lifestyle. You, every, every day you got to figure out how you're going to pay the rent. How you going to, how you going to live? How you going to, what job do you have to take this time to uh, make sure that all the bills are paid? And for me, I, I told you how many times I went to school, uh, how, many, <laughs> where, how am I going to pay these, these student loans? You know? So, uh, it was, a uh, it was a, it was a hustle and, um, I was, I was over it. So when yeah. a friend offered this full-time job, which uh, started to push out uh, letters and numbers together that I had no idea about, like four, 401ks and P <laughs> PTO, I was like, what? I don't know what those are, but they sound official, you know what I'm saying? So, W-2. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I was like, I'll take that, I'll take that. So. I moved back to Baltimore, man, with a, 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 a um, an open heart. Yeah. I thought I would I would uh, slow down a bit. I would be back with uh, friends that I knew in the past and family. And um, I just needed to, I just needed a change. I was in LA. For, I was in LA for too long. That's why I moved to New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I would actually I would still today I believe would still be in New Orleans today if uh, that friend didn't call me uh, about this job. So. When I moved back to Baltimore and I was and I was at his ad agency, I love the work of filmmaking. I love coming up with creative ideas and seeing those ideas come to life in moving imagery. Um, very important to me. I love that. Lo I love that process. And I love, like I said, the uh, design aspect of creating these spaces that you're filming. Um, but what I didn't love about being in uh, an office or uh, working at an, and the agency life was 
all the creativity you want to put into something gets stripped down because there's so many voices in the room. Um, so I had to understand, I had to deal with that and, and I worked it out, but I told my, uh, then girlfriend who's my wife now, I was like, I need to find, I need a side hustle. I need to put this energy, this creativity somewhere. I need to, I yeah. need to push it out somewhere. And, um, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to do like interior styling on the side, uh, like on my weekends. And when I have my PTO and I use my PTO, maybe <laughs> I'll uh, spend some of that doing some, uh, styling in some people's homes. People really, uh, seemed to be engaged with what I was doing in my own home and other little spaces that I had had a hand in. And uh, I felt like that would be like a cool thing to just start doing. And um, I started to do that, man. And that was like uh, a little bit here, a little bit there. I started to work on a new spot that my um, wife and I were moving into. And I uh, started to share that, uh, the look of this space on social media. And uh, I was trying to get people to look at the, the design of the space and how it all came together. And while they did take that in, a lot of people are like, I, I, I love the look of your space. I love what, you know, that rug, the chair. But can you tell me, what's up with all these plants? You have a lot of plants. <laughs> There's a lot of plants there. I have that one plant. How did you keep your plant? How is that? How does your plant look so much better than mine? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And at this point, I was already like, in love of you know just my own space and, and bringing plants into the, the home so uh, a friend of mine uh we, we were in japan and he saw that i was trying to push this like interior this like interior styling um side hustle via social and he was like look man i think you need <laughs> to start talking more about the plants because it seems like every time i go to your page people keep asking questions about plants uh so why don't you just answer those questions and show more of the plants that you already have in your home. So I started to do that. And, uh, you know, one like begets 10 and people start to see it and repost it and um, things uh, happen the way social media happens, man. And here I am today, three books in um, and uh, on a show on the Magnolia Network. Uh, right now, some, some some sort of, I would say, regularly, frequently visits on the Today Show. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, putting out target collections that I hope possibly will continue in the future. So, yeah, man, uh, that's, 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 the, that's the journey of how I got to where I am right now. Yeah, and thank you. Thank you for uh, walking us through that. And uh, there are going to be a few moments where we revisit, you know, certain pieces of that uh, story. But two things I want to at least touch on. One that comes to mind is uh, I, I I do the here's my plant sort of thing. Like my partner, she has like the one plant that I have. I have a Kokodama and I got it through the podcast. So I was like, like the podcast, here's a Kokodama. I was like, oh, well, I named it, I named it Nakamura. I named it Shinsuke. Uh, so they have that uh, Japanese and, and I love New Orleans as well. Um, that it's only like two other places that I could truly see myself relocating. Um, New Orleans is number one and probably Philadelphia is number two. And that's more so right. because it's proximity to the people that, that, that love me or what have you, but New Orleans would be purely for me. I would have um, an alias, um, you know, Robert, uh, <laughs> or something like that. It, it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. I would grow my hair out just to slick it to the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only seersuckers. That's just what I'm doing. Look at this you. is what I'm doing. <laughs> so 
so I'd be remiss if um, I didn't talk about a few of the things that um, I've seen that are recent and one that you, you mentioned a moment ago. So I want to talk about um, Green Neighbor Shop and why the idea of having a, a shop locally like resonated with you and how did that partnership with Good Neighbor come about? Oh, for sure. Well, it all came about through the process of uh, giving plants and selling plants. Um, I was moving out of a uh, space, a studio space that I called uh, jungle by the falls and uh, to move out of there, there was a lot of plants that I needed to get rid of because they couldn't come into my apartment. Uh, so I was selling some of these plants and I was posting about it and someone, uh, one of the cactus that I was selling and that person happened to be Sean. I had never met Sean uh, previous to this. Uh, Sean rolled up in a car that I didn't think uh, a cactus would work well in. Um, I was like, I don't know if you should take this cactus home in that car. It might poke a thousand holes in your upholstery, but, uh, he, he definitely worked it out, I guess, because that cactus is still in the front of green, of of good neighbor. If you go into good neighbor, it's the first cactus that you'll see in front of the little, uh, kitchen cooking area, uh, that's there on the counter. But, um, uh, after that, Sean and I uh, kind of connected just once green, once good neighbor now, excuse me, I, I green neighbor and good neighbor kind of comes off my tongue at the same time, yeah. uh, just because we're all part of the, the same family, I'll say. Uh, but once Sean opened good neighbor, he told me to come over um, and pop by and take a look at it, see it and, and just and just come check it out. And uh, when I walked in there, I thought this guy and I speak the same design language, uh, mm-hmm. the same understanding of, of uh, I guess, creation uh, for one, uh, what works best in a space, uh, what looks great when it comes to materials and color. Um, and uh, there was a mo- there was that it was that um, stepbrothers moment where it's like, <laughs> did we just become best friends? Like that, I think nice. that that was the that was the genesis of it and um i had uh been putting out into the universe via social everyone kept saying like are you gonna open a plant shop i talked about this mobile plant shop that i would i would have loved this would love to uh have uh in the future where i would roll this vehicle maybe it's a sprinter van maybe it's some old uh, like a Unimog, I think that's what they're called. Um, uh, uh, these old trucks that you can convert into something awesome, maybe a mobile plant shop. And uh, I was putting that energy out there, and I guess Sean had saw that and uh, reached out to me uh, earlier this year and was like, "Hey, uh, the old dried florals spot that we have at the top of the hill is no longer. Would you like to?" Uh, take that over and make it a plant shop. And I thought to myself, uh, no, (laughs) (laughs) I don't have have time for that. Uh, But I do want to have a plant shop. I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's that space. I can't see my, I can't see a plant shop actually being in that space. It doesn't have enough light. Um, It doesn't have, it doesn't have enough space. Um, Uh, but then I thought, you know what, if I'm going to do anything, it's always good to, you know, get your feet wet a bit, um, start small, uh, and see what, how it all works out. And I had never owned a store. I never worked with, um, uh, employees in that sort of, uh, I guess that sort of relationship, um, like as an owner of something. So I, th- I said to Sean, you know what, let's, let's try it out. 
Um, let's see how it goes. I would love to renovate it and bring skylights in and more windows and blah, blah, blah. But let's at least change it. Let's renovate it for the now. Um, and, uh, it came about, I think early March is when things started to come together and then we opened at the end of March. So, um, it's been, it's been awesome so far. It's been so, it's been great. Fantastic. And, uh, yeah, I mean that that whole collective, and I want to I want to key in on that for a second. The whole collective of people, like you know, I see Michael over there, I see you working with Sean now, and all of that, and I'm like, yeah, all of this kind of makes sense, you know. And you touch on speaking the same like the design language. So, what what is baked into your design language? Like, what what is baked into that aesthetic for you, or that those sensibilities for you? And sure. I asked I asked that because. You know, like sometimes we are our references. We are the things that we consume. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're trying to do a Hilton Carter or what have you. It's like, <laughs> no, nah, yeah. you, you don't have that reference point. So tell me about that. Yeah. Well, I think I think for the most part, I mean, at this point in my life, I mean, everything that is of Hilton of today. Right. Because yeah. if this was Hilton of 94, there'd be nothing but Michael Jordan posters everywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like if this was Hilton of 2000. Um, uh, there would be, um, Bodard. no, 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 no. <laughs> I was, I was, I was in my French noir, uh, new wave, uh, uh, wave at that point. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, yeah. I was deep in that bag, but, um, you know, like right now, I think, I mean, as I got older, um, your, your, uh, palate becomes more refined, right? Like things that we, when we were kids that we didn't eat and we probably were like, Ugh, that now we eat, um, things that we didn't drink, we drink. So my taste is a bit more eclectic when it comes to, um, the types of things that I think are, are, are going to, for one, uh, make me happy, right. And make my family, um, happy, uh, in, in the space that we have today. So when it comes to my design language, I've come to this understanding with myself that I would love for everything that is in my world to be a extension of the outside elements, uh, natural tones, textures, um, uh, shapes, I guess, things that, uh, really reflect back to, uh, nature. Right. Mm. So, so in my space, there's a lot of those sort of things in it. And that's kind of what I saw when I, when I saw Sean's aesthetic, Sean's aesthetic was he kind of had that same understanding. So for me, it's like wood grain, concrete, terracotta. I mean, we're talking normal stuff that you see, uh, I just I just broke down what a plant uh, would be and what it might be potted in, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, all of these different these different uh, uh, materials together, to me, are are very important. And then it's it's the accents, whether it's um, hard metals or um, ceramic uh, pottery that. I'm just looking around my, my house and all things, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think there's a there's there's a there's something about finding a way in my space to blur that line 
uh, between the outdoor elements and the inside mm. and keep everything connected that I kind of let my um, path when it comes to design lead me for my own personal uh, wants. So that's just my aesthetic. So if ever I'm, I'm plant styling someone else's space, let's say, or styling someone else's space, it's got to be, it's got to be notes taken on who those individuals are and how they uh, like to see their space come together and how they like to move through their space. So for me, there's, there's things that um, I might not uh, initially gravitate towards or uh, think would fit, but then when yeah. I see it and I hold it in my hand, I'll go, that thing sets, has, has something that will sit perfectly in a particular spot and whether or not um, it does for the now or if it's for the later, um, I just know that there's a connection and then I'll bring it into my home and then it'll find its way somewhere, you know? So there's a lot of, there's a lot of little treasures I like to say uh, throughout the home or in, in my own personal um, uh, collection that uh, you can see in the shop too, that are just like, this might not be something you, you need, uh, <laughs> but it'll, 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 it'll help uh, create the, the story, that backstory of who the individual is who lives or dwells in that space. That goes yeah. back to my production design, right? Yeah. It's just like um, uh, a pair of uh, shears for cutting your plants. Yeah. The type of shears the individual has in their home. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you if I walk in someone's home and I saw a, per, a certain pair of shears, I would go, I know exactly who this person is. <laughs> off top. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. person has a certain type of coffee machine or like a certain type of, uh, of, uh, of mug, right? Like whether it's a very small one, no handle, or it's yeah. a, a large one with handle. It says so much about the individual. So those are the things that um, I think for, in my aesthetic, that, that, is, that is the, the language that, that speaks for me. Yeah. If you were to come in my space, Rob, you, and you didn't know anything about me, you, you should get a pretty great understanding of who I am, what I'm into, and uh, the, 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 the passion that I have for things that are, are beautiful, I guess. Yeah, that's, no, that's, that's dope. I'm sitting here, like, just, just absorbing it, just sitting here, like, eating it like, it, like it's caramel. I know I've said it on yes, a podcast. Yes. But, but yeah, it, it, it is one of those things where, you know, I look in a space, like, frozen, I, it, frozen. Over, over the last, over You're the frozen. last, like, um, over the last, like, uh, what, two years or so, that I've spent the majority of my time in my studio, like in my, um, I have a second bedroom in my house. So I converted to a podcast studio and I like spending time in here. There's no bed in here. I sleep on the floor here sometimes because it feels like a much comfortable place. And like, I have two creative altars here of just different things that people have given me over this 400 plus episodes, you know, like hand painted things as thank you notes and things of that nature. And you look in here, you'll see like, my work and then you'll see like Funko Pops because I'm a weirdo and you'll see all of my DVDs and my different books, some on art, some on, some comics. And I have an Oni mask in here and it's just like, this dude is a character. <laughs> but this is, this is where all of the energy is at within the house and yeah. this is where I'm spending my time. So definitely, I, I get it. If I ever bring uh, Shinsuke here, I got a cat who's a dick, so I'm a little on the fence. <laughs> but I want, I want to keep Shinsuke in a safe place. So, you know, yeah. my partner's place is, is what it is. So I, I think that's a natural segue to this next question. Um, let's, let's talk about the why interiors need plants. Why should we have plants? You know, um, I, I know there's a lot there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, 
why do interiors need plants? Um, I'm not someone to tell anyone what they should bring into their homes, but uh, plants add life and, and energy, oxygen, if you want to get on the real technical benefits, I would say. Now, when you're talking about the amount of oxygen or how much they can clean the air, there's a particular number of plants, and that's a lot of plants you need to really affect um, how much oxygen is being added or how much uh, filter, filtration is happening when it comes to uh, the cleaning of the air. But um, they are a way to connect us, which um, I feel is a very natural, and this might sound very woo-woo, um, <laughs> but it's it's a way to connect us and our minds and our hearts back to uh, nature and settles us. So I think uh, at the end of the day, like anyone who has decided, oh man, I've had such a rough week or I had a, such a rough few months, I'm going to go on vacation. Typically, most of us go on vacation to a place that has a lot of outdoor space, right? Natural yeah. elements, sun, trees, um, sand, maybe. They're taking their shoes off. They're taking their shirts off, maybe. They're running around. They're jumping in water. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're letting themselves experience the outdoor elements. And when you have a plant in your home, it, it brings that outdoor element in. Now, when it comes to us, let's say for us living in Baltimore, the outdoors, the greenery of the, of the outdoors, it's uh, fall right now. By the time this comes out, maybe maybe it'll be winter and there won't be any green outside. <laughs> no, really. not at all. You're going you're gonna to want to uh, feel that connection, that warmth of, of uh, spring or summer um during that time and when you bring plants in they create a more warm uh environment they uh, uh soften uh hard edges uh that can be created in an indoor space they make uh, the individuals who are around them feel a bit more uh, alive themselves the process yeah. of care uh, when you're when you're caring for a plant, uh, especially through those colder months, uh, can can really uh, be uh, gratifying and also just uh, supportive when it comes to the energy that you are getting out of seeing that plant uh, produce new growth and um, can provide you with uh, a lot of a lot of uh, positive hits, right? Yeah. That serotonin that um, comes through is through the, through the process of of a good care of a plant. And I think that's, that those are reasons why you, someone should have a plant in their home. Now, if you're looking to really uh, feel the true benefits of, of plant life, there's, there's, uh, or, or I, was bring, I guess bringing plants in, like there's so many ways to style a plant using different types of pottery, different types of plants that have different colors or textures, things of that nature that can really um, connect to your aesthetic, like we were talking mm -hmm. about earlier, uh, versus just grabbing one of the typical house plants that you might find at your grocery store, your local hardware store, or uh, one of these big box stores. Where's my succulent? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, I like I like what you described there. And I have two more real questions before uh, we get to the rapid fire ones. But sure. I, I like what you described there a moment ago because, you know, I, I thought about going into an environment and that shift that happens. Um, it, it, it's almost like a teleportation in some ways. Where yeah. I, re I remember the first time going into Alma Cocina, I was like, oh, 
I'm I'm in South America now, and yeah. part of it is because of uh, the plant life that's in there. It's very inviting, and it feels like I'm on vacation, even though I'm in Station North. For sure, yeah. So one of the words it's it's a I, I think it's a portmanteau, but one of the words that came up several times in doing the research for this interview was plant fluencer. I I don't know how I feel about that word. Uh, How do you feel about being influential in terms of um, your design background, in terms of writing the books, several books at this point, and being a a native of Baltimore and all of the cool things that have come your way and the cool things that you've worked for, obviously? Yeah. First, Rob, I want to influence anyone listening to this podcast today to never say plant fluencer. That is, that is, the, Thank worst, you. Thank that is you. the worst thing. I've, anytime someone brings that up, I, this is, that, you know, that, that cringe um, <laughs> emoji or whatever it is, like, I, I hate it. I hate it so much. Any of the, I don't know, the, the influencer stuff is, I don't know, it gets a bad rap when it comes to being an influencer, right? Like you, mm-hmm. like everything, every, everything that I, I put out, um, on social media is t- to hopefully inspire someone, especially in the books. They yeah. are to inspire others to uh, help them style or uh, bring in greenery into into their homes in a more purposeful, um, artful uh, way. And when it comes to being called an influencer, I think people see the title influencers more as like a uh, branded sort of thing where you're like, I'm going to, this post is uh, for, I don't know, the Magnolia Network. <laughs> come, on, come watch Shelton Carter as he shows, blah, blah, blah. And then obviously then I'm like, this is a paid post. Um, and I think that's where that influencer comes from. A plant, plant fluencer is just a trash um, title. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, you'll never hear me uh, call myself that. I, I, ah. I rarely <laughs> ever call myself influencer, but um, uh, being an influencer, uh, someone who has uh, the ability to influence, um, someone has the ability to hopefully inspire individuals um, here in Baltimore, outside of Baltimore, and um, hopefully uh, the world is where um, I would like to push my influence my, my <laughs> the way I can uh, show people the a better way of uh, creating the space has been it's been amazing honestly and then being from Baltimore living in Baltimore um, is in showing that you can uh, share your passion beyond your block your mm-hmm your neighborhood, your city, your state, uh, to me is, is one of the most, uh, I don't know, gratifying things that, um, I can do. I mean, as a kid living in Baltimore, um, the job that I have today is, but I've never even thought of it. I've never, like no one had come to me and no one in my life had a job like this. Um, no one around me, uh put the effort into um plants i guess or the home uh as i have so it's it's nice to show uh my younger cousins kids or my friends kids or hopefully my kids um what is uh 
possible uh, for them. Uh, and that is whatever they want to, whatever they want to put their minds to and, and be uh, passionate about, um, uh, deeply passionate about can become uh, their, their profession. Um, they just got to stick to it and, and know how to be, uh, uh, I don't know, be a part of it. I think a lot of the things that, uh, excuse me, I think um, what helped me at the end of the day is just the fact that I was already working on the tools necessary to um, uh, be a part of the social media space, right? Like I said, I was a filmmaker, so making video content was already there, understood how to make video, which means I took photo classes. So if there was photos need to be taken for a platform that's about photos or video, <laughs> you're there. <laughs> I'm, I'm right there. The idea of being able to put a lot of energy and and thoughtfulness, like when it comes to creativity into an image, a still image, understanding composition, color, and how that makes one's eye move around a frame. I had already been given that. I got that when I was in high school. Um, and then I worked for an ad agency. So it's like, oh, how, do you, how do you write a caption for an ad? How do we write all the... So when it came to me and the, the, the platform, it was like, okay, I think I, I have these tools ready to go. Maybe I yeah. should just put this together. And that stuff, I'll say, uh, was right for the moment. So there's a lot of people who, I would say, uh, have the the ability to understand plants and care and plant styling maybe, but I think it just so happened that I had all these other little bits and pieces um, in my tool kit that allowed me, that helped me uh, earlier to uh, get where I am. And I'm just um, thankful for that. And I would say like, that is the thing that um, I want people to, if I can influence anyone here, it's like, that's the takeaway. It's, Whatever you're doing, that thing somehow will be beneficial at some point in your life. You just never know. Like this wasn't writing three books about plants, being on a show about plant care and plant styling, um, uh, having an opportunity to work with bigger brands, whether that's uh, having collections um, that are uh, with plants or pots and accessories. Um, that was never a part of my uh, dream. That yeah. was my, that would, never did I sit and go, oh man, I can't wait for this thing to come about. Um, come on, Target, make it happen. Yeah, come on, come on, <laughs> please. You know, uh, but there's there's a, there's something about the um, not saying that everyone needs to be like a Swiss Army knife, but having the ability to go. I did this thing. Like sometimes when, and I will say this, when, when you come out of uh, college, and it's probably more so now that it's going to need this, is that people shut down or, or um, push away a thing that they feel like isn't in the path of the thing that they see that needs to be them yeah. versus accepting that thing and seeing how that thing, at least understanding how that could shift into something that is getting even closer to what they truly want to be them and, and can and make can can make them feel fulfilled yeah. um but for me it was just like this thing that like i love being surrounded by plants i love that feeling and it just so happened that that was the thing that at the end of the day which is today uh made made my uh life a bit 
happier, like made me understand what was um, supposed to be my next, I would say, wave into what would hopefully in the future, I guess I'm still putting this out there, that makes me put out a feature film somewhere down the line who knows but i've never i never close myself i never close a door and say i that isn't me anymore i can't do that like yeah. when people so when people ask about like so what do like what is your title like it's hard to it's hard to say now i always try to say artist because it all i think it all fits under that bucket it all fits in that bucket or under that umbrella of artists right like yeah. i still paint i still um uh shoot video and uh try to write as many uh short stories to possibly put out there um because i know that those things are what keeps everything sharp keeps my mind mm -hmm. uh focused on uh being better so um yeah man i don't know where your, what your question was because now i've just gone off no, so no, 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 no. <laughs> no 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 and and that it is funny because that actually answered the, the last question too so that you know it's kind of that daily double sort of situation there and but i feel that though where you know i start looking back at things that i used to do like you know i, I joke about it on occasion because i i'm doing a um doing hosting a movie night tonight and awesome. there's always a fair amount of trepidation when getting on stage because I have this uh, the screen of uh, fear protection of like, oh, uh -huh. I'm just talking to Hilton right over through the glass right now. So it doesn't really matter <laughs> as much. But when it's in person, it's like, OK, do I have a boogie? Like, what's good? Like, you know, what are we doing? And but I, but I look at when I was a kid, you know, I, I was an MC for our, like elementary school, like graduation. And something like that, or kind of diving into these things of presenting in front of people and um, and having an interest in art and having an interest in whether it's me doing art, doing murals when I was younger, or um, even doing comic books when I was younger, um, to ultimately getting into writing, writing terrible raps, terrible high school raps, none of them are good. <laughs> and I want to be a brand name rapper. I used to only wear a Mecca. So nice. my, name was, my name was Nam Mecca. It was not good. It was not good. <laughs> there are some raps here somewhere that I will never play. But uh, yeah, and, and then always because I had this recording equipment with me and these, um, yeah. you know, these mi micro recorders, because I don't want to lose the magic. I don't want to lose the freestyle sure. bars or what have you. And I would just talk to people almost like, you know, like the, the dick recorders. Like, yeah, so, you know, tell me about this. Yeah. And that was me proto podcasting. I can tamp, I can timestamp that back to, I'm 37 sure. now, so I can timestamp that back to 23 years ago, oh, wow. and wow. kind of going through that process that ultimately gets me to here, and then doing yeah. podcasts nearly 14 years and seeing that oh, this is what I like about doing these things and all of these different steps in a very yeah. self taught sort of way got me here. You is. know, having a business background with an analytics sort of side to it helps me understand some of the data behind it. So if I bring on someone that is a creator in this area or a DP to do film and things of that nature, I have the numbers to say, so what's this ROI? Yeah. You know, tell me about that. So that's yeah. how those things connect. And I'll lastly say, I think when one of the things you touched on of maybe I'm not like this anymore. So let me get rid of that and really focus in this area. I think it's embracing all of it because when you yeah. start cutting off pieces of who you were or who you are, that's formative stuff. And you you have this, like I, I read that you have this uh, phantom limb syndrome. It's like, oh, well, I don't do this anymore. So, yeah. but, but you never stop liking it. 
You just stop yeah, doing sure. it because, you know, whatever tastes or someone got in your ear and said, this isn't worth your time. But eventually you always return to your square. There it is. Yeah. So, and so with that, um, I want to hit you with these rapid fire questions. Uh, they're ridiculous. I've added some <laughs> since we've been talking. But remember, remember, brevity is key here. Don't overthink them because we all well, do. Just go. Okay. I got you. Nicknames. What's the nickname that you have? Uh, pancake. <laughs> That's great. Uh, whenever there's a food nickname, my brother's nickname is Meatball. So it's all, it always is just funny because you're already like, "How'd you get it? Who said it?" And you're like, "Know what? You know, you're never gonna tell me. You're never gonna tell me." Uh, okay. If um, so, your next book. Let's talk about that a little bit um, because I have this question. I think it ties in together very well, and this is kind of a little bit of a break from the rapid fire, but I at least want to throw this in there. If the title of your next book includes the word the word wild, what would that title be? Living Wild. So tell us about that real quick. That's the title of the book, Living Wild, How to uh, Plant Style a Space and Cultivate Happiness. Um, coming out next spring, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's it. It's a, it's, a bigger, it's a bigger format book. It's very design heavy. Some of the folks that you mentioned uh, earlier in the podcast, the folks of Alma, Cosina, uh, some of the spaces that I've styled uh, here in Baltimore are uh, featured in there as well. So, um, yeah, man. Shout out. I, I, that's the first time I've ever broken up a rapid fire section to do a shameless plug, but I like it because <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. Uh, so, Perfect. because I need to know this one, what's your so, favorite New Orleans food? Uh, barbecue shrimp. Okay. I'm a shrimp and grits guy, but, you know, give you a pass, you know. Okay. You. okay. Uh, now, I, I'm looking for more of a funny answer here. Like if someone asked me this question, I would say, I talk to people who are smarter than me. Okay. Describe what you do, but do it poorly. Describe like, there's, there's, it's like, I look at plants and stuff. <laughs> like uh, describe what you do, but poorly. What? Describe what I do, do it poorly. Um, uh, Oh. I know, right? I'm a plant fluence. <laughs> so, you know, uh, yeah, I guess. You know what? Uh, my my baby voice, like talking to my daughter in a baby voice is like, ter- I'm terrible at it. I don't know. Like, I'm just terrible. It's the, it's the worst thing ever. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's what you're looking for, but that's something I can say I do. And I, I'm just an awful, I'm awful at it. And I continue to do it. <laughs> So I read a story that, um, you're, that I read that your plant story starts off with you having a fiddle leaf fig named Frank. That's a lot of F's there. Uh, yep. it, what is the oddest name you've given to a plant? Not the oddest, but the coolest, I would say treasons. Okay. That's that's actually very strong. That's, that's in the pun lane, too. So I'm, I'm here for it. Exactly. I'm, I'm here for it. There was talk. I never made it happen, but I'm going to say it on this podcast just so someone can't take my time stamp on it. Go I wanted it. to do a dance party here with uh-huh. 90s music called New Jack-O-Lantern Swing. Nice. Nice. Yeah. There uh-huh. it is. Uh-huh. There it is. Is that a, Lastly, is that a Halloween? Is that a Halloween thing? That, that is a Halloween thing. We need to do it. Oh, you need people, to do it. Oh, yeah, people, people, people don't listen to me, man. People, they, you know, they kind of half listen. And they're like, I oh, know that's a good idea. Then six months later, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this, is the, this is the last question I got for you. Um, so, you know, like, like many of us, we're doing multiple things, multi-hyphenated and so many different things that we're doing. A lot of times people just see the end product, right? What do you do for regenerative purposes because you have like outside of your work sure. you're a husband you're a dad you you're, you're your own individual 
So what do you do that's regenerative? What do you do to refill your cup? That's a great question. And I don't know how much of a rapid fire question is. That just seems like a, just a good question to ask. Oh man. Um, There's, I'd be lying to you if I told you I spent the time to do so. I think the, the moments right now where I get that opportunity are when it's just my daughter, my wife and I, or when we go on vacation. So uh, trying to break away as often as possible to go on certain vacations. We haven't had one in a while just because I've been working on this book um, and other projects. But um, I think that's that's it. I go away. Um, I get to that space that I was talking about earlier, um, under palm trees and toes and sand <laughs> or walking the streets of a city I've never seen before, taking uh, note to the architecture and, and um, patterns and colors of, of things that could possibly, uh, you know, stuff, stuff that gets me excited. Going to like a museum and looking at art, going yeah. to every, every news or every city I go to, I have to check out their conservatory or their botanical garden, just because um, that those spaces are just settling for me. Like that's like, that's a way to get me back to the, uh, zero and, and find myself just pushing everything else aside and uh, being, being just me at that moment. Um, but uh, yeah, man, there's, there's, there's not, there's not a lot of time spent um, doing these like things that are, aren't about uh, the work or about my family. Like, I think, I think that's, I try, you know what, honestly, like Rob, I think the stuff that people find like as work, and I feel fortunate to say this, but I still haven't done any work mm-hmm. in this space that I'm in. I haven't worked a day. Like as soon as I get off this, I got to go write some captions for my book. <laughs> And never and throwing the process of doing that, I never go, God, I hate this. This is boring, or this is I'm like, I can't believe. I still, I still can't believe it. I give I can't believe someone's paying me to do this. To write <laughs> captions of some photos I took of someone's house that I style with plant. This is <laughs> this is crazy to me. This is crazy to me. I can't believe I get to take my daughter through a house that we live in. Never lived yeah. in a house as a kid. I never owned a house as a kid. Um, and to have my daughter have that opportunity to me, just like everything's, everything's awesome. So when you talk about like, how do I separate myself? I to try not to, because I put myself in a position to, to, uh, be in a space that is very, I feel very comfortable and very happy. in. Yeah. um, so every moment that I have an opportunity to do something like I'm, I had spent so much time watering plants. A lot of them actually I put outside cause it's raining today. I was like, I'm going to stick to them outside. Let's. The, the elements do what they do and i'm going through that process there's a lot of plants you know and i just think like to me like that's just so fulfilling and that is like let me let me take a break from writing and let me go water some plants yeah but but that also is rob a part of my job which yeah. is a weird thing to say but it's like is if my job was taking care of my daughter. <laughs> I once, I once told someone, it was a long, in a podcast I did back in 2018. And I still say it today. And I, I, it still rings true today. If my job was to love my wife and that's it, 
man, I would, I would do a very good job. I would do a great job at my, at my job. And I would love every part of it. Like, it'd be <laughs> awesome to just have that be it. And to have my job be to take care of plants, which I was doing before it was my job, is uh, it's just a blessing, man. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's an awesome space to be in. Uh, and so, yeah, so even when I'm, I'm, I'm taking those moments and, uh, getting my, getting back to the, to Zen and finding my way, um, those, those, those moments are always me in the same sort of like space. It's still me like tending to a plant. Cause that's where all of that, like, I need to shut this stuff down. Let me go tend to some plants because there's, there's like a, well, what's going on here? And I'm just like looking <laughs> at the plant and figuring it all out. And it, and it and it settles me and it keeps me calm and it um it's making me a better husband it's making me a better father i think too because i used to be wound very tight bro like insanely tight i told you that freelance lifestyle is not good it's, it's yeah not good um and uh, i used to worry about so much and uh when i started caring for plants it was it was it was like that ball was starting to get loose and uh, the, the strings were, uh, finding their ways like to spread themselves out. And, um, I just found myself just like, you know, like, um, that, that, that Bruce Lee, uh, saying, right. Be water. Yeah. Right? It's like, I'm water, baby. I'm just like letting it happen. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think, I think, I think at this moment, like I find, I find everything to be, um, uh, work, but it's also, fun play and it's also a way to get me um back to uh my true self uh so i'm fortunate to have that all be the same that's that's wonderful and thank you for that because uh yeah i definitely relate to that in many ways especially the travel component like what's the first thing i'm going to do yeah where's the street art and coffee yeah, you know, where, where are the is. things that i'm into uh that's yeah. that's kind of what it is and you know, being able to have that kind of loop of work being play, like, you know, if I'm, you know, this is a big chunk of my time, you know, and doing between anywhere between 10 to 20 podcasts in a week while having the day job Ooh, and all the other responsibilities, right. but it's, it's my thing. It's the thing that yeah. really balances it out and keeps, keeps me energized and keeps me uh, having interesting people. It's, for for a person that uh, is shy or what have you, being able to talk with a glass of uh, <laughs> with, with with a glass of fearfulness in front of me yeah. uh, makes it easier to network in that regard. And um, hold on, real quick, would you so, so you consider yourself shy? I am. I consider myself shy. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's. What, I mean, I, I I don't consider myself a shy person. People might say I'm extrovert. I see myself as an introvert but who might be extroverted at certain situations. I grew up, like you were talking about earlier about the, the uh, want to be like a rapper. <laughs> like in college, in college, I picked up rapping somehow. And me and my friend put out an album in college. I would do all these raps and like freestyle sessions and at parties, blah, blah, blah. But before all that, like before yeah. all that, uh, when I was a kid, the shyness was uh, was very present. It was very I was very to myself because I had a terrible uh, stutter. Mm. So I had this stutter that I could not figure out how to get over. And somehow I worked my way in college. Somehow I worked my way through that process. Um, and seeing you here is like <laughs> that doesn't seem like a shy individual who has this sort of job. 
right? Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. or passion to talk to people. But like you said, there this isn't a you and me uh, at a party and you walking up to me like, hey, man, let's chop it up. Let's have I'm like, hey, man, how's it going, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like plants. Tell me a little bit more about it. Let me Yo, any seedlings popping? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but, that's, but that's a true thing. And it's, it's funny, like I'm better one-on-one with people, but it's, it's just one of those things where um, it's a number. It's like that timer goes off and it's like, all right, that's about 20 people. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And sometimes when you're in these sort of scenes, and I think the last time I saw you was at the uh, union joint, the uh, 10th anniversary. And I was like, did, did I see you? I don't think you saw me, but I definitely saw you. Cause I was talking okay. to my girl. I was like, yo, that's HC right there. She was like, all right. <laughs> she was like, you don't know him though. I was like, ah, <laughs> but Hey man, so they, what's up? But yeah, I was there. That's the last, that's the last thing I could say that if it's not like a, a good neighbor, a green neighbor thing, I'm not there. Um, I'm not out in the world. Like, I don't even know what that is. I don't. And, and so, so when I was there, I was yeah. just like, this is a moment for me to experience and to maybe talk to the people that I know, yeah. but you're, you're in that situation and, you, and you're just like, I'm not going to talk to many people. Cause that's a different point. That's a, yeah. that's, that's not where I would, I would, I would say shy people end up. I, I have an override. I have an override of uh following ambition. Like, you know, I ran into this, like recently where it burned me, where I did this sort of big networking thing and it just, it just wasn't for me. It was just not that vibe. And, and I was like, you know, kind of go back as you come out of that shell and you kind of go after ambition and you're saying, Oh, this is the thing that I should do because it's going to get me out there and be in the community. It overrides whatever shyness is there. But when it's something that kind of blows back and you're like, yeah, I should have, should not have left my little uh, my little island, my island of uh, my pod island. I hear you. Podcast I hear you. island. Uh, I hear you. What I want to do um, here is I want to get to the wrap up portion and give you an opportunity um, to Ooh. please please tell the fine folks uh, where to check you out online, social media, all of that stuff. Uh, the oh, floor, sure. the floor is yours. Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Um, I think the the moments of being able to have conversations about uh, myself are very strange <laughs> but it's uh it's fun to uh have conversations with people right um yeah. and uh, as you and as you mentioned earlier earlier if you're gonna uh be tag tagged with influencer um yeah. having those moments where you can share um how things happen in your life to get you where you are um i think uh can hopefully maybe inspire someone uh, who, who listens to this. So I appreciate that. Um, where, where can people find me? Um, hopefully you can find me, uh, at green neighbor <laughs> on falls road, uh, right up the hill from our partners, good neighbor coffee shop. Um, it's not even a coffee shop, man. It's just a, it's a lifestyle shop. Yeah. People drink coffee and, uh, anything else that you, uh, consider, uh, um, that can make your, your interior space, um, a bit brighter, I think, is sold at uh, Good Neighbor and also at Green Neighbor. So maybe you'll find me there hosting a workshop. Maybe you'll find me there just having a sip of coffee, uh, buying plants myself. <laughs> the people who work at Green Neighbor, they're probably like, why is this guy just buying plants? <laughs> He's like buying his own plants. It's like, like, this is inside baseball, Hilton. What are you hey, doing? <laughs> hey, man, I love it. Like, I bought, like, there's like, like uh, all our, uh, all about dinnerware that's in this house, I bought from Good Neighbor. It's just like, <laughs> It's like I told you, man. Our aesthetics are are connected. So, 
Um, it's perfect. But um, you can find me there. You can find me uh, on social, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, I guess. Um, Hilton Carter is mainly uh, where you can find me, I believe, on uh, those accounts. And then you can find me uh, uh, on bookshelves, um, wherever books are sold, um, uh, having plants, plant books and plant care, and plant styling uh, conversations. You can find me on the Magnolia Network uh, in their workshop section or maybe in their uh, regular content section. I think we're on HBO Max now, but... Uh, don't take my word for, for that. <laughs> I believe that's where uh, Magnolia Network is now. Uh, but also there's an app. Uh, and you can uh, find me, uh, I don't know, wherever you find me. Like you found me at the <laughs> Union um, uh, events, anniversary events. Um, yeah. Hopefully I can put myself in positions to uh, be at more Baltimore events. That's my goal. But after having a kid and, um, and COVID, there's been a lot of just like Hilton at home. Um, so, uh, hope to, I hope to get out, I yeah. hope to get out there and, and see more people and, uh, be a part of the community. And, um, I don't know, I, I'm probably missing some things that are going to be coming up, but, uh, I'll post about it. I'll talk about it. And by the time this comes out, maybe, um, uh, you'll share a little Absolutely. bit more about it. So, yeah. There you have it, folks. I want to again thank Hilton Carter for coming onto the podcast and chopping it up with me and sharing his story. And for Hilton Carter, I'm Rob Lee saying that there is art, business, plants in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for them.